Okay, Boker Tov. Mo'adim l'simcha. Okay. Uh, today's daf, today's daf is daf nun ches. In, <coughs> in Erevin, we learn again for a four shlema, for Tova Miriam Bas Dvar Mindel. And also, uh, many of us remember, today is, um, today is Chuck Bernstein's 13th yard site. Many of us remember him fondly. He was a, uh, he was a very active member in our community, and uh, unfortunately, he had a tragic death, him and his wife and daughter. Today is the uh, 13th yard site, and we learned for Elon Hashemah for him. So the Mishnah had said at the bottom of Nun Zion and top of Nidches that how do we measure the 2,000 Amas? How do they go out to measure that? So we have, as we'll see in uh, tomorrow's daf, that you only have, or we might see it at the, at the end of today's daf, actually, that uh, you only use expert surveyors, people who know what they're doing. But <clears throat> they must use a rope. We'll see what kind of rope. It's got to be 50 amas, no, lo- no shorter, no longer. And they use that, obviously. Um, and if they use a rope of 50, uh, 50 meters, so they have to take like 40 measurements to get the 2,000 amas. Okay. And then it said you should only measure it, obviously, don't measure, you know, if, let's say two people are holding it, one shouldn't hold it high, one low, because otherwise you won't get an accurate mem- me- uh, measurement. They should all hold it at approximately the same level from the, uh, from the ground, like next to their chest. Now, if they got to a valley, they could span the valley if the valley was less than 50 amas wide. But if they got to uh, the same thing with a valley or with a, uh, an incline, a, a, a mountain, or a, uh, a little bit of a... Um, uh, a, a rise in the ground, call it, whatever you want to call it, a little mound. Uh, so either that, if they could span it, they could span it. If they were not able to, and we also said they shouldn't go outside the Tchum, meaning if they shouldn't go in a different direction, Gmar will talk about that in a little more detail. And if they're not able to, then they do what's called, uh, um, you know, uh, boring it through the mountain. And that was with the, what we looked at in number, uh, the diagram number 215, number 215 on page 72 in the booklets, um, either you, either or 214, if you, if you can't span it there, but you can span it somewhere else, so you span it, you go further on, on the dotted line, and then you span it, and then come back to where you were, which will give you an accurate measurement, but if you can't span it at all, it's a, it's a big mountain or a big uh, valley, then you do what you do in 215 called boring, meaning, as we'll see, you take a, a rope that has four amas, no longer, and one, the lower person holds it against his chest, the lower person at his feet, and thus you measure, you get a, an accurate horizontal picture of 2,000 amas from the city. And that's what we said, um, that, that completed the mission. Now we'll see the Gemara from Nunches. But I mean, how do we know this idea that you use a, um, uh, a uh, measuring stick or a measuring rope of 50 amas? In describing the Mishkan, says that the length of the chatzer of the base of the Mishkan should be 100 amas for rochav chamishim b'chamishim. It doesn't say rochav 50, it says 50 by 50. What does it mean? Amr Torah, b'chevel shal chamishim ama medod. Measure it with a, with a chevel, with a rope of 50 amas. So we explained this back in, back in Chav Gimel, that the reason it says chamishim b'chamishim is to say that it's not actually 100 by 50, but take the extra 50, that 100 is over 50, and divide that up so that you come up with a perfect square. In other words, that's how we get the idea of 100 by 50 or 5,000 square amas. That's how we got to the 70 and two-thirds that we've been talking about. 
because the square root of the 5,000 amas is 70 and two-thirds. By 70 two-thirds gives you the 5,000. So that was what the purpose of Bachamishim is. It's not really 100 by 50. Take the, the amount that 100 is over 50, meaning it's 50 more, and divide that up and make a square out of it. That's what the Lashem Bachamishim Bachamishim is for. Not to teach me, apparently, about the length of the ropes. It's Imkei Lemekro Chamishim. Chamishim, could have just said 50-50. Take the 50 and divide it up on the other. My Chamishim Bachamishim. Bachamishim says, so to speak, measure the 50 with a rope of 50. With Bachamishim, with a rope of 50. Shmaminatar, to see, see both ideas. Chamishim, Chamishim tells you, you should only have, take the, take the extra 50 and divide it up among among, you know, take it, add it to the length and the width that you have there already. So you come out with, instead of a rectangle of 100 by 50, you come out with a square of 72 thirds by 72 thirds by taking the extra portion, taking the extra 50 by 50, and what is 100 by 50? It's really 250 by, by 50s. So take the extra 50 by 50 and divide it up and add to the length and to the width. So you have 72 thirds by 72 thirds. But the fact that he says it with the bays, Bechamishim is to tell you that you measure with a rope of 50. Why 50? Lo pochas lo yosa. The Mishnah said, Tana lo pochas me shemarba. If it's too short, I mean, if it's shorter than 50, then when the two people pull it, you're taking two surveyors, each guy pulls it. So uh, it'll, it, it's, it's so short that they'll stretch it, and then you'll have, you'll, you'll have an inaccurate reading. In other words, you'll have an inflated uh, uh, reading because... You're, you're measuring 2,000 amas, you really might have, let's say, 2,100, because you've pulled the rope. The rope is no longer 50, it's too, it's too long, all right? You've stretched it. Below Yoser, and it shouldn't be more than 50, because if it's more than 50, the weight of the rope will weigh down, and you'll have some slack in there. Then you'll shorten your measurement. Instead of having a measurement of 20, right, instead of, uh, instead of 2,000, you'll have maybe only 1,900, because you didn't stretch out the rope all the way. So that's why the that's why he's giving really sort of a time of the crawl. In other words, what do we need a reason for? If the Torah tells us the reason of fifty, that's it. Fifty, just take it as a given from God. Why do you have to have a reason for it? So it's mashup from here maybe that the that the Pusik we just quoted before is more of an asmach, that's not a real limud. Or you could say darshaning time of the crawl. But we you know we don't hold of darshan time of the crawl. What only Rab Shimon holds darshan time of the crawl. So we say this that we say, this that the Gemara says that we, we paskin, we don't darshan tamir kura, that's to change the halacha. To change the halacha, for example, you say that, Rabbi Shimon says that, you know, you shouldn't take, a, you have to return an almana's uh, picadon at night, so she should have what to sleep on, right? Uh, or, you know, return it to the person. That's only if the person is, is, you know, they don't have what to sleep on. But if they're wealthy, then you don't have to. That's Rabbi Shimon, darshan tamir kura. You know, he changes the halacha based on understanding the reasoning. But to add reasoning where you're not changing the halacha, you're just trying to understand why did the Torah tell you something. You wouldn't change the halacha if that didn't apply. That's not a, there's not a problem with that. The Gemara does that, and certainly many rabbis do that. That's a typical rabbi's drusha. Why did the Torah tell us this thing? Or why is, why is corona happening? They all know why corona is happening. They all know God is speaking to us. Of course God is speaking to us, but what's the lesson? We don't know what the lesson is. Nobody's spoken to God directly, or God hasn't spoken to them directly, right? So it's okay to try to say yes. We should, uh, we should, uh, you know, look at what we look at our actions. Let's try to improve ourselves. God is always speaking to us, but we don't know the. We it's hard to interpret what the message is, right? So it's okay to try to say fine to improve yourself and to uh, be better people and to keep the Torah more. Those are all good ideas and good lessons. <clears throat> Nothing wrong with trying to say that God must be tell God must be telling us a lesson, but to be so sure of what the exact lesson is that we can't know. 
and people who try to do that are are mistaken. So This is the kind of rope that we use. What's the rope made from? So he says it's made from afsakima. Well, that settles it, right? My afsakima, what's afsakima? Amrababa Nagila. It's Nagila. What is Nagila? It's not one of those, uh, what are those pipes that the Arabs smoke from? What are those called, right? I think they're called something like that, right? Nargila, I don't know. Anyway, he says it's Nargila. So what's Nargila? Yeah, what? Nargila. Nargila, right? That's what, yes. that's what it sounds like, right? But this is some sort of a material. It's a natural grown material. But we don't know what he says. Afskima is Nargila. What's Nargila? Amrav Yaakov Dikla Dechad Nivra. It's from a tree that has one vine or one base that grows around it. Okay, so that's the, that's the kind of natural growing uh, material that you make this rope from. Okay, so according to this, there's all the same opinion. Of schema is Nargila, and Nargila is this <coughs> tree that has one vine growing around it as it, grow, as it, uh, as it rises. Ikarami, some say that it's slightly different. It's a machlokas. My of Sakima, what's of Sakima? Rabbi says it's a Nargila. Rabbi Yaakov says it's a Diklachadim. In other words, that these are not the same. Not that they're all uh, definitions of one another, but Nargila and of Sakima is the same. And Rabbi Yaakov says, no, it's a particular Chadema. So it's according to this, it's a machlokas, what exactly was the material is. What would we use today? Today, if you wanted an accurate measurement, nobody would take a rope. If you needed an exact measurement, today you use electronic means or something, or use something out of metal, which is not going to uh, aluminum or whatever, some, uh, you know, some alloy, which is, uh, you know, it doesn't change in the summer or the winter, etc., uh, or, or if it's wet or not, whatever. So he says that the best thing is, uh, you know, iron chains. What can we do? The Torah says, This is a pasuk in Zechariah. Rashi mis, sort of misquotes it, but he says, it's a question, the meaning that this pasuk is in, is in Zechariah, that when they measure the Mishkan, they'll measure, they'll use a rope, a measuring rope. So it's a rope is a rope. A rope is not a chain. So the pasuk says you're supposed to use this. Some say, that when he says this, from Shuman Khan, he says, in the from Dina, is, is only that you could use a metal one. Not that you must use this. Others disagree and say, you know, the Pusik says you have to use this kind of a rope. You can't use metal, even though seemingly metal would be the most accurate. Ivak Sivit says, In Yecheskel, the Pusik says that the man measuring it had a rod, not a rope, but a rod, a rod like a reed or a stick of some sort. Uh, right, measuring rod. That's a modern Hebrew term for kneimida. What measuring? What measuring? Uh, um, you know, rules are you using? What's your measuring rod? Like, how do we measure something? How do we shut something up? It's a modern Hebrew word, kneimida, from this pasuk. So again, here the question is: Is it a rope? Isn't it rather a rod? So ulatari. That's for gates, small gates. When you're measuring gates, it's easier to use a stick or a rod. When he talks of measuring long distances, it's a chavos. So even though there's one opinion that it means you could use another material too, especially if it was metal or something that, was, uh, that didn't give, that wasn't shorter or longer, based on you couldn't stretch it. One sheet says you could use that too. Other sheets no. The predominant opinion is, is that you must use this sort of rope. Taner of Yosef, Shloshe Chavala, made three kinds of ropes that we use in halacha. In other words, in halacha, with, with it, you can, obviously you can make a rope out of many materials, right? But there are three that we use in specific halachas. Shomegek, Shomegek, Shal Pishton. Either out of reeds or out of netzers like wicker or peeled, uh, peeled willows. 
Bishop Pishman made out of flax or linen. Shamegeg Lapara, the tan, Kafsu Bachaval Hamegeg, when they uh, they tied the Paraduma, they tied it with a rope made out of reeds. But I still got marachsa, and they put other marachsa to burn it there. So that's that's the uh, kabbalah that they had for lefishenim kabbalatum and sama kabbalatum. Rashi says that's why they used it because the uh, paraduma had to be made totally in tahara, and this was a uh, like a natural growing um, uh, a reed which wouldn't be makabaltuma. So therefore, they would use that. It's like pshute kliets. It's not makabaltuma. It's like a wood. And therefore, they use that to tie up the paraduma when they set it up for burning. Shalnatsarim lasota of of uh, willow or peeled peeled willows or wicker uh, they used for a sota because that was like the cheapest, the most disgusting kind of a rope, and they wanted to be menavel her for what she had done. The maybe Then they bring a a rope a mitzri like a willow or a, a wicker rope a kosher amount. Then they tie it above her breasts. And they do that just to shame her more. Shall pishtan le medida. And then for measuring, like we do over here, the rabbi said, use out of flax because that, that's, that's the strong, it's strong and it doesn't give. In other words, it doesn't stretch very well. The Mepharshim also talk about when the two guys hold the rope, you needed two guys holding the rope, they pulled it. In other words, we said you shouldn't have a short one because then when they pull it, they'll stretch it. 50, they won't stretch it, but they should pull it taut so you get an accurate measurement. If they, if they, if they slacken it a little bit, they'll get a, they'll get a short measurement because they won't, they won't stretch it all the way. Some say, uh, some say the question is, can you also put it straight on the ground? Let's say you have flat ground. Can you just lay it on the ground, do it that way? But the predominant opinion seems to be that you have to hold it taut. Okay, so he said if he was measuring and he came, the Mishnah said, Hayamodan Megia Legay, you came to a valley, to a uh, you know, to a glen or to a, uh, a broken down uh, r- uh, uh, stone fence. Then they had to go either down, either they had to go a slope down or a slope up. So <clears throat> what they should do is they should span it. In other words, stretch it over the the span of the of the incline or the decline. And as long as it's uh, within fifty meters, if within fifty amas, you're okay. But Right, so he said that's that's okay. That's what you should do. But if they're not able to, right? Mavlio, you span it. Then this is v'chozul midaso. What's the lashon v'chozul midaso? Minatani chozul midaso. You go back. In other words, as we said, this is number two fourteen that we described yesterday. That is, it says you're supposed to span it. Then it says, then go back to your measurement. What do you mean? If you're spanning it, you're going straight out. You're going straight from the city, 2,000 amas. Oh, you come to a little valley, just span it if it's less than 50, and continue. So what do you mean, chosen midas? Chosen midas was, you, you got to go back. Chosen midas, it was 214, where you couldn't span it because it was too wide. So then you went around to a place where it was narrow, and then you returned back to where he was, where it says, chosen midas in 214, and you continue on from there. So since chosen midas, mechlal debein yochalavlio, if you can't span it, holich makmish yochalavlio mavlio. So then the little man at the bottom right side of 214 sees where, you know, where he started. where he started. And then he continues from there. Tanina, this deduction that we just saw from the Mishnah, that is really what we saw in Abraisa. This is a proof to what we saw in Abraisa. If he reached a valley, 
right? Or a little uh, ditch. Im if you can span it, then you span it. If not, he goes to a place where he can, like we saw in 214. He looks and he goes back to his original. Now let's say this valley, or call it a ditch or whatever, a ravine, whatever it was, normally means crooked. Rashi here in his first explanation means it's slanted. In other words, it goes down and uh, um, in other words, the, the, um, it, it, was, it was deep and he wasn't able to go around, right, like in 214. So what he had to do was do 215. So if it was slanted, another Pshat Rashi is that it was curved. That, in other words, that uh, he couldn't span it over here, but when he would span it somewhere else, he was on, let's say he was spanning going to the west. And then the, the, uh, the ravine uh, continued on and then curved to the north. So, In other what he shouldn't do is he shouldn't try to span it somewhere else in the north because people will get confused. People will see them over there, as we'll describe shortly. But rather, what he should do is he should do the piercing, the boring, like we said in 215. In other words, if it's too far to span, he can't span it. It's wider than 50 uh, and, and, it's, uh, and it's slanted. So, he should go down the, go down the, uh, go walk down the uh, valley and do this uh, piercing, meaning take a, take a four uh, ama rope with a bunch of people and try to get an accurate horizontal reading. Whether it's going up or going down. Let's say he reaches a wall. Now, what is he going to do? Is a vertical wall. So what should he do? Should he, should he also pierce the wall? What would, what would you do by piercing the wall? In a valley or in an, uh, an incline, so you can get a bunch of people there, but you, how are you going to get the people on the wall? What you'd have to do is put a pole on one side of the wall and then put a pole on the other side of the wall and then take the rope on top and measure it that way. But he says, you don't have to do that. Ela Omdo, you can estimate it. It's good enough. A wall, you could see it's, you know, how thick it is. So you can estimate it and go from there. That's good enough. Ivan Antonin, we learned Mavlio Vachos In our mission, he didn't actually use the word a kotel, but it's a similar idea because he says if you get, reached a fence, so you got to go up. Or you get a lahar, a mountain. Others, he reached a, a steep incline. You can span it. So and so, why doesn't he say over here? Also, you should span it with the rope. Why do you estimate it in the case of a here of a uh, wall? Says There it was easy. In other words, they were speaking about a mountain or a hill uh, that had an incline, and you were able to uh, to span it right. But over here, it's hard to span a. Uh, a wall. You're going to the top of a wall. It's hard to set up poles, etc. So it's not easy to do. It's not convenient, and therefore you can just estimate it. Loshana, this is we said. So what have we said so far? You measure the two thousand amos with a rope of fifty. You take fifty, forty shots of fifty, uh, forty measurements of fifty, and you get your two thousand amos. If you come to a, a, a ditch, uh, something that's that's less than fifty, so you span it. Same thing if you have an incline, a little hill, you span it. You can't span it. It's too wide, so do the boring, the, the uh, piercing through the wall with the 215. In other words, either do 214 or 215. That's nice and simple. Either do 214, 215. However, that's all, 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 that's this that you have to do it in this form. Loshana Elish Ein Chutamashkolis Yari Connect. The is a plumb line. Plumb line is basically what we're looking at in 217, which is a rope that uh, you know, contractors, surveyors, builders use. It's a rope with a with a lead a lead a lead ball. Let's say at the end, right? 
a lead ball at the end, which basically is able to, it's like, it's like the equivalent of using a level to see a horizontal surface. Here you're using it to see a, a vertical surface. In other words, if you could take your man standing at the top and he lowers the, uh, lowers the rope, which has got a piece of lead at the end, which is going to pull it down, if it hits the ground pretty straight, then he could tell that the wall is pretty vertical. So here we're saying, this is all, in other words, if the plumb line would not reach, the plumb line that you're throwing will hit the wall, it won't hit the ground. In other words, if you had a directly vertical wall and you're standing at the edge and you hold the, the plumb line down, it'll hit the ground without touching the wall because it's vertical, right? He says, this is all if you don't have that. This that you say you either have to span or pierce is only when, when you don't have a plumb line that goes straight down. Okay, in the, see in number 217, the plumb line, it's sort of vertical, but it's not vertical because it's hitting the wall. If it would be really, truly vertical, it wouldn't hit the wall. It would just hit the ground. So this is all she'en chudem ha'shos yar kenegdo. Ava chudem ha'shos yar kenegdo. But if you had a plumb line go vertical, you see, vertical. And now you see, you see in the in 217, he also points out something we'll see in a few more lines, that it's considered vertical as long as with it's within four amos of the wall. Meaning, even if it's not truly vertical because it's hitting the wall, but if four amas from the wall it would be vertical, that's considered vertical enough. And if that's the case, you don't span and you don't pierce. You jump down. You see the guy jumped down. I guess he found a way to get down there, right? He found a way to get down there, and he takes a true measurement on the ground, meaning you come to the edge of the wall at the top. Okay, that's your measure. You're up to whatever, 1,500 amas. Then you go down to the ground, and you measure from there. You measure, you stand down on the ground, and you measure that way. means you take an accurate measurement. You're actually standing on the ground measuring it. So then you go down to the valley, and you measure it the way you would as if it's flat ground. Now he comes back to this question. How deep can the valley be? And Rashi explains this means the name of Mavliok Shurachov. Now, when, back in, let's say, in number... Uh, in number um, uh, 213, turn the page back to the Nzaima base. See, that's the standard Mavlio. And in number 213, you see you're measuring from the uh, city, and you're not uh, piercing, you're not doing anything, you're just measuring, you've got a valley there, which is less than 50 amas, and you're measuring. How deep can that valley be in that case? Kama Okoshogay, Amrav Yosef Alpine, could be up to 2,000 amas deep. Esve Abaye, what do you mean? Amo kuf, if it's 100 deep, and only 50 wide, then mavlio, then you could span it. Bimlav ain't mavlio. Only 50, not 2,000. Says, who da amar? Sir Rabbi Yosef, who said 2,000, who da amar kachem? He goes like the other sheet. The tiny cherimah, mafilo amak alpayim, brachov then mavlio. So, so far we have machlokas between the Tanakama and acherim. How deep can it be? Can it be, it could be up to 100 amas, according to the Tanakama, and according to the acherim, it could even be 2,000 amas. Okay, so you could still mavlio that way. Economy, some say, even if it's more than 2,000 amas. According to this, Rabbi Yosef says, more than 2,000. Tanakama said 100 deep. Echem say 2,000. And he says, even more than that. What's going on? That's where it's, it's, um, the plumb line doesn't go straight down, meaning there's somewhat of a curve. If, if, if the plumb line doesn't go straight down, then it's not a, uh, uh, then, then you're able, then you're, it's, it's a slant of some sort. So you're able to maneuver it, either do it with a slant or do it with piercing. But when it goes straight down, in other words, let's say it's, it's 10 miles deep, right? 10 miles deep, then, uh, then you're saying you can even span it. Then the easiest thing is just to span it 
uh, rather than have to tirchav schlepping all the way down deep into the valley to measure it uh, to measure it uh, you know by hand. Uh, okay, let's say let's say the plumb line doesn't go straight down. It does hit the wall. How much is considered straight down? That's what we see if you look in two seventeen. You see, you see at the bottom where the two guys are at the bottom it says Medido Yafa. That's where you're, if if it's straight down, then you just take a straight measurement. You're on the ground. But Pachosmi, where the, the other uh, little square where it says Pachosmi Arba Amos. That's to say that as long as the from the top with the top guy standing at the edge to where the bottom guy is, if that distance in in the horizontal space is less than four Amos, meaning the plumb line may actually hit the wall. But it's within, but, but it's only four amas away from the wall. It would go directly down. That means that's a very, very steep incline. Then that's considered good enough. That's considered a a, a direct a down plumb line. And then you'd have to go down and measure it straight. However, however, what we're saying over here is, is that this that we say you span it. How far? How deep can it be? So one sheet was a hundred amas. One sheet was two thousand amas. Rabbi Yosef says, if it's more than two thousand amas. Then, then you don't have to go down there and measure it like in like in two seventeen. That's his sheet. You don't have to go down because it's so far down. And then you could also span if it's deep enough. So he says if it's if it's if you're talking about where a plumb line would not go directly down because it's it's at a slant. Then he agrees that you show that the depth can be either a hundred or two thousand amas. But if it's more than that, he says, everybody would say that you should span it for sure because it's such a deep incline, you don't have to go all the way down and measure it by hand. Let's say you come to a mountain. That's what the Mishnah said. A mountain means over here an incline, like a mound or some sort of hill. So So you again, you span it, and then you continue measuring. So that's the same idea in 214. Uh, spanning it or two, or two thirteen, you were talking out a valley, but the same thing would be in a um, in a in a mountain or a, a mound. The truth is, this could be also uh, two sixteen. If you look in two sixteen, uh, where it's easy to traverse the mountain or the hill, so you say you could span it, right? So it's a place goes uh, to the royal You can walk on it. So then you say, Otherwise you, otherwise, you would estimate it in the case of a vertical wall. This is only by a mountain that you say you mavlio, right? Mavlio that you may, you, again, mavlio means you span it. You, don't, you, you take the rope and you measure it, like in 216 where you're spanning. You see the rope spans the whole incline. Right, because it's easy. It's easy to you know you can you can make it there. You could do it pretty easily. And then you span it. If it's impossible because the rope because the if the wall would be a vertical uh, a vertical uh, wall, then you can just uh, estimate it. But this that we say that you span it. He says this that you say you span it is only looking to eighteen now, where the incline is uh, it it goes up. The incline is four amos on that hypotenuse. The incline. Uh, it goes up ten fachim rather on an, uh, for every four amos that it that it that you that it goes up. In other words, the incline is pretty steep. But if it's less steep, If you're looking at the right picture in two eighteen, there's two mounds there. If you're looking at on the right, that's less steep. That hill is less steep. And if it only rises ten fachim 
within five amos of rise, for every five amos of rise, there it reaches ten fachim, then you can measure it uh, accurately. Just just walk along it and measure it that way. That's in, now, now, the truth there is, when you measure it that way, you're actually not going to have 2,000 amos as the crow flies when you're finished, because this takes you up and down, right? So you're going to have less space, because the incline and the decline are going to eat up some of the space. Had the rope been a horizontal for 2,000 amos, you would have gotten a little bit further in actuality. But these are the rules, that if it rises with it rises with up to 10 fachim, that's a pretty small hill, but it, it takes five amas to reach 10 fachim. That's low enough, that incline is low enough that you can measure it just directly without, uh, without spanning. When you span, it's always an exact horizontal, right? But here it's not a horizontal. means you take an accurate measure, just measure it directly, no gains. He learned that the other way, in this case, he learns that the one on the right, there you do span. So you get a little of a longer distance, right, by spanning. You could you could just estimate it. He says that the one on the left is like a vertical wall. You could just you just estimate it and you go from there. Okay. So when you estimate it, again, estimating it will get you a longer distance in the long run because you're not really measuring. You're just measuring. You know how about that? How much that horizontal the horizontal like on the ground? How much the horizontal space is when you're estimating? You're not estimating the the hill, which would be like the hypotenuse of this uh, uh, you know triangle looking uh, mound. So he said, okay, fine, when you span, or right, when you span, you don't go outside the tchum, meaning don't take it in another direction. My time, In other words, let's say you have to span, uh, let's say 214. And to span, you're going in a certain direction. In 214, where you're going, let's say, east. You're going from the, from the, from the uh, city east. And then... Uh, the only place you're able to span it, like with the four guys in the upper part of that picture, is by going around a curve, going a far uh, in a, another direction. Only there you could span it. Sometimes you have like a little river, a valley. It goes here. It's on the west, and then it curves and goes to the north. Don't do that, because if you do that, people will get confused, and people will say you might be in an area which is outside that you're just trying to get it to span, and then you'll come back and see where you started. But people seeing you in another direction will think that the tchum is there too, and that might be beyond the tchum. That's what he says. If you can't, then you do the piercing or the boring. How do you do the makadron? This is 215. The lower guy, and he puts the rope opposite his chest. The upper guy is, neck, is opposite his feet. So you have a horizontal <coughs> So you have a horizontal rope. You know, Here you could take what we have today, a, a plane, and or uh, whatever you call that, you know the uh, you know, not not a plane, a um, what what do you call that where they measure it and see that it's horizontal? Kurt, what's that called when you have a uh, you know a um, a level a level that's what it's a called level. a level yeah it just hit me now a level yeah okay uh, so you take a level and make sure that it's horizontal and how you, he's just saying how we how do you get a they didn't have a level in those days. So they took a rope and they put one guy put it next to his uh, chest and the, the lower guy and the upper guy put it by his feet. Okay, so, um, we have a tradition. We have a tradition. See on the side there, he points out. I remember we had that Rashi back on Dafe. Naktina always means we have a tradition. Rashi back on Dafe said, We have a tradition from our uh, Kabbalah, from our fathers. A tradition from our 
from our parents a, a custom from our rabbis. And this is a tradition that we have. Like we see in 2.15, that the rope that they use for piercing or for boring, which means imaginary, imaginary boring, uh, the equivalent of that to get a horizontal reed, is, is only, you only use a chevel, a rope of four amas. I guess more than that, you wouldn't get an accurate reading. The people would be too far away from one another. Also, <clears throat> you know, you wouldn't, they wouldn't be able to hold it properly. And also, you wouldn't get a good reading because you'd have to have, uh, you wouldn't be able, if it would be longer than that, you know, sometimes the rope would probably be at a curve. This way, with within four amos, you could do it at, a, at, a, at the right, that you could always keep the rope horizontal between one guy's chest and the guy ahead of him's feet. Um, so, by Egla Rufa, remember Egla Rufa, we said that you have to measure who, which city is closest to the dead body, so you don't do that with Egla Rufa, or Ari Miklat, Ari Miklat, where the, the person who killed Bishoge goes there for refuge. Not only does the city protect him, but also the outskirts of the city, the area around the Tum of the city. So he's got 2,000 Amas around the city too. When you measure that 2,000 Amas, or when you measure <clears throat> the dead body closest to which city, you don't use this kind of piercing in games because the Torah says, you know, he has, he has, the, we learned that you have the tum and you have, you have to measure. It says you measure directly. Whatever that measure, whether the hills, valleys, you just go up and down. You just measure it straight. It doesn't tell us anything about, about havla or about, uh, about boring to get a horizontal read. If the, uh, there's, if, if the cities are, are near valleys and hills, you just measure up and down because that's Minatora. Why? This is all Drabonim. Medita is only Drabon. Rashi says, You measure it as if it's a straight ground. So even though uh, a city, let's say the outskirts of the city, the tomb of the city, uh, protects the person, protects the person killed the Shogeg, but if, it's a, if there's mountains and hills and valleys around there, that's how you measure it. You measure it up and down. So, so again, as the crow flies, you'd have a lot less than 2,000 Amos if you measure it that way. Who measures, the only person allowed to measure is a professional surveyor who knows what he's doing. I guess you need two of these guys, or at least one guy directing the other guy. Let's say, remember we said that you square off the city when you do it. So let's say the northeast corner, uh, he, put one, he put one sign, this is 2,000 arms. In the southeast corner, he also had another sign. But then it was found later on that they weren't exactly the same. So Shama the Makam Shriba, you follow the place that he that he extended it more. Again, we go Lakula here, and we assume that in the case where it was shorter, he he had some slack in the rope. Because if you're using 50 Yama ropes, they don't they and you hold them tight, they won't extend, they won't stretch. So if he got to a certain spot, and that seems to be afterwards, you checked and you see that's further away than another spot, you take the lar- the longer measurement, the outside. Shomalim Rabbi, listen to the one that had a bigger measurement. This seems to be a repeat of the previous line. The Gemara will explain. We're talking about when two different measurers used it, you listen again to the bigger one. Bafilu Evet. Even an Evet Knani, Afilu Shifcha, or Shifcha Knani, Neman Lomarat Kantchum Shabbos. Let's say there is no, the sign is gone. And they used, but there was a tradition, this was the Tchum Shabbos. You listen even to an Evet Ivri or Shifcha Knani, a person who's a half a Jew, you can listen to them too. Shalom Racham Esadavar Lahachmer Lahachmer the whole, the whole halachas of Tchumen we hold is Rabbanan. So Rabbanan say there was a Chumrah, you know, that you shouldn't come to be over on Shabbos, to, to, to violate Hilchah Shabbos. So they said, you know, you shouldn't go more than 2,000 Amas out of the city, right? So 
That's all a drawbunan anyway. So when it comes to the halachas within the drawbunan, we're not sure is it 2,000 amas, not 2,000 amas. Where it is, we can listen even to an Evakani because it's all drawbunan anyway. The drawbunan made the whole gzera and they said, you know, we go lakula. We have to, you have to keep 2,000 amas, but in terms of how you observe it, you could even be makel there too. Take the larger measurement. You can even take the testimony of a person who's not a full Jew, a regular Jewish man. His adus is also trustworthy to say, you, the 2,000 amas is up to here, and you can go that far on, on, uh, on Shabbos, or Yantav, as we've learned before. All right, we'll stop here. Tomorrow's daf is daf nun test. We'll pick it up from there at the usual time. Have a good day. Thank you very much. Good morning to everybody. Thank you. Good. Sure.